You've probably heard it before. You need to hustle more. It's become the catchphrase of entrepreneurs everywhere. But what does that mean exactly? Why do we associate this hustle word with success and achievement? And most importantly, is all you really need to achieve your goals just more push, more effort, and more hustle? If you listen to the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk and Elon Musk, you'd think so. But I bet I can convince you otherwise. Let's talk about why hustling isn't all it's cracked up to be. Well, hello there, fellow entrepreneur. I am Dorothy, a 22-year sales veteran and corporate SKP turned into a sales confidence coach for online women entrepreneurs who want to be wildly confident in their sales and business so that they attract dream clients to their four-figure offers. On this podcast, you can expect an honest exploration of how to make better sales as a coach, course creator, or service provider. I'll help you create ideal clients and make irresistible offers you love to sell. Making sales in your business should feel great, not scary. And as a woman, you have the power of the feminine sales advantage to create ideal clients with ease. I swear sales isn't a dirty word, and I'll help you fall in love with it. Are you ready to transform your business and your life? Then let's begin. Welcome back, guys. I took a whole week off, which is absolutely lovely. I had pre-planned content, and I skipped my podcast because, honestly, last week, I was hustling as a mom. I was not able to hustle as a business owner. So I'm so excited to be back, and I'm really excited for this topic because I had started writing this podcast, and then I had paused because I was deep in mom hustling mode. I think we're the original hustlers, wouldn't you agree? (laughs) I mean, we do it all. So if you're an entrepreneur, chances are you're very familiar with the term hustle and you're used to it being so cliche, it's on mugs, t-shirts, it's on journals, it's everywhere lately. And it's usually used as a compliment, right? It describes someone who is really driven and always working hard. Now, we've been led to believe working hard equates to our own worthiness and the value of the subsequent success we achieve. But it's really just a misconception that if we are honest, most of us are very ready to see broken. The thing is that it doesn't matter how much work you put in if what you're doing isn't actually helping your business grow or move it forward in tangible ways. The data speaks volumes about how much work people put into things that I then subsequently get to look at when I'm working with them as clients. And I have to ask, what exactly is creating results for you on your day-to-day basis instead of just being busy work that you're doing? So trying to hustle on things that aren't important is only going to lead to burnout and stress down the line. It's that busy work that keeps us feeling important and accomplished, but Like I said, I got to ask, all of those things you're doing in a day, a week, a month, have you really stopped and analyzed what's making an impact and what is unnecessary that you're doing frequently? What can we release so that we can achieve more of a lifestyle we want rather than dreaming of it for our future? 
Because there's one thing I want to impress on every entrepreneur with a dream. There is no magical point at which you feel accomplished and successful. It's all about the journey along the way. I'll repeat that. It is all about the journey along the way. You need to be enjoying things as you go. Sure, there's going to be late nights and failed launches and crappy things that happen. Not everything is going to be sunshine and roses. But there won't be some magical day when you stand on the top of Entrepreneur Mountain and have done it all and said it all and finally you'll feel accomplished and happy. That day needs to be happening as you go. It needs to happen as you grow and go. The mere fact that you are an entrepreneur speaks to the fact that you are passionate. You want to have your voice heard and you feel deeply compelled to make a change on this planet. So let's not burn out hustling to get there because this world actually needs you. So when we're talking about hustle culture, what does it actually mean and why should you even care about this trend of thinking that hustling is important or the right thing to do? To put it simply, hustle culture is all about working yourself relentlessly and not considering if that means sacrificing your own health or your relationships in order to achieve your goals. It started to bleed into all areas of our lives where we answer emails and phone calls at any time of the day. We dedicate hours and hours to our social media platforms. Clubhouse, anyone has spent hours on Clubhouse? (laughs) And it even means every area of our lives is dedicated to self-improvement. That sounds like a good thing, but it's not. We see this in places like meditation and yoga being used not as merely a form of self-awareness and creating harmony for the mind and body, but rather used to increase our stamina and improve our mental performance. It's like everything is on this hamster wheel of improvement, self-improvement, continuous self-improvement. And while that may be effective for, say, a corporate work environment or somewhere you're, you're on a production line, that type of relentless improvement and valuing every action you take as something to level yourself up gets exhausting for our brains and for our bodies. While I don't doubt that there are people who thrive on this kind of self-imposed pressure and higher expectations, but most of us living like this, it only leads to burnout, overwhelm, and eventually business shutdown or failure. And we just don't want to go there. If you want to build a successful company with sustainable growth over time, then taking breaks from work when possible or necessary is going to be key. You also need adequate sleep so that your brain can actually function at its best level every day. And the fact is, some people function better at night and some people function better in the morning or even in the middle of the day. This 5 a.m. club thing is not best for everyone. But it seems to come as a badge of pride and honor to be an early riser who wakes up before the sun. Ask any mom and we can quickly share that yes, you can function on next to no sleep, but eventually all the stimulants in the world won't fix your exhaustion. You must take time to rest before you've lost the crucial restorative rest that refuels your brain forever. And that actually happens which if we're going to get technical, it's a cycle that occurs about every three days for most people. 
If you do not get the adequate rest that your brain requires to restore itself and refuel, it's lost forever after that cycle of three days. So relentless sleep loss or relentless sleep limitation ends up being very negative for your brain health. So I just want to say, like, if getting up before the sun is your thing and it makes you feel great, then by all means, have at it. But if you really assess it and you're doing it just to grind out more work, then you guessed it. You've succumbed to the hustle myth and the novelty is going to wear thin eventually. It may not be happening right now and you may be able to sustain it for a long time. I know I certainly was able to, but eventually it caught up with me. Now, the history of hustle culture is mirrored by a term that was coined actually in the 1970s. The term is workaholic. And when that initially started, that concept of hustle, that happened because we all got there with the advancement of technology. So just as that technology in the 70s started to like blur the lines between work and free time, and it was a respected thing and an expected thing that employees were working longer hours for their company, and that in turn demonstrated merit, that they were valuable for the company they worked for, and that they were loyal. And that tended to lead to promotions. But the ironic thing about incredibly lengthy work hours is that while the famous among us, like Elon Musk, who touts 80-hour work weeks or more, and Gary Vaynerchuk, who shares often how he works more than anyone else and believes that that is the reason he is so successful, is that while these people are striving for success and seeing it by their definition, their lifestyles are not ones most people think of as thriving. In fact, it's been very damaging to Elon Musk's relationships and his life outside of work. Most of us can't operate in these types of silos in order to have success. And we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to these people or trying to live that lifestyle because... It's not sustainable. Hustle culture directly opposes a lifestyle of rest, recuperation, and sustainability. It works for those larger push times and when we need it to launch our offers or events or maybe create a new service or offering, but it fails miserably as a sustainable business strategy that helps you achieve not only your financial goals, but your ability to enjoy the longevity of your business and your life as you're getting there. A very public example of the pitfalls of hustle culture is famed author and businesswoman Ariana Huffington. She became so exhausted in the two years it took her to launch Huffington Post that she essentially passed out from exhaustion, fell, and broke her own cheekbone. That incident instigated her exit from the Huffington Post, the very business she had just spent a full two years building as a woman in a largely male-dominated media industry. And that was her impetus to create Thrive Global, which is, and I quote, a digital wellness platform aimed to help companies and communities to improve their well-being and performance and unlock their greatest potential. She's taken what happened to her using hustle culture and the downfall of her experience and turned it into a new business that helps people realize that's not all it's cracked up to be. Because while hustle may be glamorized by the media and the likes of rise and grind of Nike fame, 
It's quickly been realized by many that it's unsustainable and mentally unhealthy way to function. So let's dig into the importance of rest and self-care. As leaders, which I believe every business owner is, we must realize and model healthy habits around rest and self-care for not only our clients, but also those little ones who are looking up to us in our families. Conveniently, regular rest and self-care has been proven to improve our creativity and our productivity. It's actually the win-win we're looking for that builds that sustainable mental and physical foundation we need to sustain these businesses. You may struggle with the concept of self-care as honestly I often do as a mother. It certainly seems like it's the one thing I can give up super easily and still keep all the balls in the air. That's why I really love these two powerful questions that help flip the concept of self-care on its head. And I found these in an article on the topic in the Harvard Business Review. I will leave it in the show notes if you want to read the full article. So the first question is, if instead of focusing on the term self-care, I invited you to focus on diet, sleep, exercise, and emotional regulation, how would you feel differently? Suddenly, self-care becomes kind of important because if you don't want to focus on those foundational core things of your life, you might not be doing much self-care and you might not last very long. And the second question is, what could you stop, start, or continue doing right now to improve your mental and physical health? So take a minute, grab a pen and paper, pause the episode, I will wait. Brainstorm for yourself what each of these areas mean to you. Then ask yourself what you could stop, start, or continue doing to improve your mental or physical health. Okay, we're back. What's your list look like? I'd love it if you shared it with me. Send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Dorothy Villeneuve Coaching. And let me know what you choose to stop doing that will support a healthier you and your healthier business. Taking breaks, moving our bodies, eating healthful foods. These have all been linked to improve performance and productivity which means you can work less and achieve more. And isn't that what we all want? I always laugh because I have a sister who says, nobody gets to the pearly gates saying, oh, I wish I had worked more. You're going to say, I wish I had lived more. It sounds much better than another cup of coffee on a sleepless night, followed by an early morning to pump out more work. I want to talk about unplugging from tech. For me, being in nature as often as I can is such an act of self-care for myself. I often take what I call phone down breaks because I need to identify what I'm doing because I'll just carry my phone with me everywhere. And I use these to leave my phone at home and go for a wander in the woods behind our place. I'm very fortunate to live on a lot of property. (laughs) We have an acreage here. So I'm often inclined to get lost in my work. I do deep work sometimes. Lots of times, actually. (laughs) And I keep a timing cube next to my desk that I purchased online, and I set it to 30 and 60-minute increments where it will go off and it'll remind me to have a stretch break so I don't work for too long of a period. So that's two ways that I kind of embed self-care into my day without it having to be this huge concept. Now, it does require a little bit of planning and some discipline to get a few of these habits flowing and consistent, but start somewhere. Start with something. Take the hustle away and build in the self-care. 
And for rest, I'm going to be honest, I go to bed early. My kids wake up at god-awful early hours, so I go to bed early. I used to get up early and go to bed late in the early stages of my entrepreneurship. I thought I could get it all done if only I worked more. But the ironic part was there was always more to be done. I could always be doing more. I could work 24 hours a day and not get it all done. And that's normal. The most wonderful thing I've taken on recently is to delegate some of the tasks that don't require my full attention so that I can be more client focused and work even less. I realize this is a luxury that I now get to capitalize on because I've reached a point where it fits my budget to do that. However, I can say that offloading any of your busy work and realizing the value of your own time so that you can hire that VA and give yourself that permission slip to do that will always free you up to do what makes you happy more. And that usually also makes more of an income and an impact and allows you to be more present for that ever important family and your relationships and your friends. And that's really the living you want to be doing. Giving yourself and your brain a break from constantly being attached to a screen or a device allows you to think, really think your own thoughts without distraction and be creative without hearing all kinds of notifications or having temptations of addictive apps like TikTok, for instance. I find TikTok incredibly addictive. When I speak with my seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, they are not glued to their devices And that to me is a sign that we must learn this skill too in order to achieve the success we desire. You also need to stop caring about what other people think of you. One of the things my current mentor has taught me that has really hit home is that you cannot take care of others if you do not first take care of yourself. It seems straightforward and simple, but we need to let go of the expectations and thoughts of others to truly authentically show up as the highest forms of ourselves. And this may look like silencing or unfollowing people that tend to trigger you to fall into the comparison trap. It may be removing some people from your list or following on social media if you're concerned your content won't resonate with them. I find a lot of my clients won't post things because they're worried about what family members will think. Just unfollow those family members. It's fine. They probably won't mind. In business and in life, you will need to take care of your inner circle first. You and your family's needs. It's okay to prioritize that. That's how you fill your cup so you can start helping things like your community. And then you can start helping a larger audience. And from there, you can create your global impact. But you have to start at the inner stages of taking care of yourself first. However, if you don't have that first solid foundation from which to grow, you'll literally crumble under the increased pressures and at some point feel the zeal that you have for your business diminish greatly because it just isn't rewarding anymore. You'll go back into that safety zone and you'll feel overwhelmed and burnt out. This is often when clients come to me looking to pivot. We often coach around the true reason for pivoting And I'm going to say, a lot of times, it's not an audience problem. It's an effort issue where they've been putting out so much of themselves into pushing their services and offers out into the world, doing all kinds of work, and they haven't allowed room to receive. They haven't allowed the room to believe in their own abundance. 
and allow themselves to handle the mindsets and beliefs that are coming up that may be running old programming in their subconscious that's keeping them from leveling up. You just, if things aren't working and you're doing so much stuff or it just doesn't feel quite right, that's usually a sign you're in the hustle wheel. You need to step off that hamster wheel and allow yourself some breathing room. And it seems scary because it seems like you may lose money at that time, but typically you don't. Often it can look like trying too hard to please people. You know, pleasing everyone else first without pleasing yourself. If you take a moment to just focus more time and energy into creating something great for yourself that you'll be proud of no matter what anyone else thinks, you will likely do things far differently than the status quo. And that is where real resilient world-changing businesses are built. So how exactly do you find your own pace and do things at your own speed without that feeling of being guilty for not hustling enough or being busy all the time? You know, there isn't a magic number of emails to be sent, lives to do, or posts to put on social media that will suddenly create the income and the impact you desire or the following you're after. Each and every one of your sales is going to come from a genuine connection with a living, breathing human who needs your help. And they think that your offers and your services could be that solution they really need. When you gain the confidence to know that your offer is the irresistible solution that they need, you can lean back. You can allow yourself to receive and you can stop pushing out so much. So to give you an example, the other night as I was preparing to go to bed early, I received a message from a peer sharing that she had just completed a 14-hour day. And I'll be honest, it instantly triggered me to think, geez, when was the last time I spent 14 hours doing anything other than being a mom, let alone 14 hours straight on my own business? A little bit of guilt and jealousy crept in as I thought to myself, wow, wouldn't it be nice to spend 14 hours just working on my business? So I had to spend some time and reframe and reflect on this thought. What made me think her 14 hours were different than my 14 hours spread over several days? Did it really sound good to me to work 14 hours straight? Hadn't I left the corporate world after just those sorts of days and been overjoyed that I didn't have to do them anymore? Did I not value the extra time I get to spend with my family and my friends and then like the downtime I get to enjoy? Oh, heck yeah, I did. (laughs) You see, we may hear the you are enough slogan on repeat lately, But it only takes a little trigger to bring up these restless thoughts in our own minds. And believe me, I have a lot of them too. But if I'm honest, I love the no hustle life I've created. And it took a lot of courage for me to do things differently. Like slow down and allow people to come to me rather than trying to force the process. Hustle may sound productive and sexy, but it ends up feeling overwhelming and exhausting. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have a business and a life that you love, not one that involves endless days of hustle and feeling inadequate in the social media world. You must learn to defend your right to build something that works for you and your lifestyle and grows sustainably along with your energy. Those are the types of businesses that create real connections and raving fans. I believe every entrepreneur deserves this. Don't you? 
So next time you feel yourself compelled to share that you're super busy and doing all the things, remember, it is far more important to be well and to bring your whole being to your work as a coach, expert, and leader. You'll not only be more creative, but you might even be the sort of person others want to spend time with. I'd love to hear your thoughts on hustle culture. I know my opinion doesn't go with the status quo, but I truly know and believe that it helps us wholehearted women entrepreneurs so, so much to tune into our own needs and nurture ourselves, just as we would love to be nurtured as a client who has seen, heard, and helped. Let me know your thoughts in the comments or catch up with me on Instagram. I'm at Dorothy Villeneuve Coaching. Until next week, keep making better sales and take good, good care of yourself so that you can stay in business for the long haul and have the impact you truly desire. Hey there, my marketing and sales mavens. I want to personally thank you for listening to the Wildly Confident Sales Podcast. If you love this episode, feel free to share it with your friends and followers by tagging me on Instagram. You'll find me at Dorothy Villeneuve Coaching. I'd love for them to benefit from the value that was delivered today. If you enjoyed the podcast or you have a topic you'd love to hear covered, make sure to let me know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts so that I can keep bringing helpful sales and business perspectives to you to ensure you grow your income and create ideal clients for your dream business. I am so grateful that I can be part of this with you and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, keep taking action and don't be afraid to unleash your feminine sales advantage to help you conquer the world.